From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about specific smart devices that are stealing those intimate moments you should have with your spouse. And there's a quote from Warren Buffett that speaks to this, and it says, the most dangerous distractions are the ones you love that don't love you back. And when I read that, I was even like, ooh, yep. That hurts. Yep. That hurts, especially as we talk about smart devices stealing intimate moments. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity for us to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, the yeah. action that you're taking. And this hug comes from an Instagram DM that we received that starts with, I started listening to your podcast about two weeks ago. I binge listen while at work. Just as a side note, we know a lot of you do. We're glad we can keep you company while you're working. Absolutely. She goes on to say, I send my husband episodes and he listens and then we discuss them. We started our own, quote, Therapy Thursday, where mm. we talk about any and everything openly. We've made our bedroom a sanctuary and I've made our bedroom a no rejection zone. My husband has been extremely happy and has noticed that he needs a break sometimes. I just wanted to say thank you for what you do and how you're helping marriages. We are inspired to do the same thing and start sharing our journey. Our 10-year wedding anniversary is in two weeks, and bringing in the six intimacies has changed our marriage. Mm. This is the greatest 10-year anniversary present I could have asked for. Thank you again for giving us both points of view, your newest fans. Oh, I love it. It's so awesome, and happy anniversary. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, what a way to just step into that 10th anniversary going, hey, we've gone through 10 years. We've done a decade together. What's the next decade going to look like? So congratulations to you both. Excited for what's ahead. Absolutely. And, you know, it, all of a sudden I'm having flashbacks to like our 10th anniversary and just thinking back to that and those seasons. And it's it's such an incredible moment. Mm -hmm. And please celebrate those moments Absolutely. as couples. It's There's a lot that happens before you get to 10 years and even as you get into like, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. But celebrate the moments. Mm -hmm. Don't let them just like pass you by. Yep. Just as a little FYI, that wasn't going to be part of the episode today, but here you go. Um, as Tony mentioned at the top of this episode, we're talking about those smart devices that are stealing intimate moments. And I have to share, I think this is actually the first time that an episode was launched or created because of a, a newsletter mm -hmm. content. We have this incredible content team. And if you subscribe to the One Extraordinary Marriage newsletter, recently you would have seen a poll that asked the question, a study of 523 couples found that a TV in the bedroom decreases sexual desire by what percentage? And the four options were fifth, around 15%, around 20%, around 35%, and around 50%. And Tony was you know, reviewing this, reading it to me as we're having breakfast, and he got the answer wrong, <laughs> which is really good. Like, I love that our content team is going out and finding this information and bringing it to us and putting it together in the newsletter. And by the way, yes, if you don't subscribe to the newsletter, Yeah, by all should. means. Yes, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter, sign up. We'll actually even have some of the past newsletters right there for you to read. I'll also have a link here in the episode notes for you. But it was really interesting because Tony, he got the answer wrong and that immediately made me go, oh, 
wait, if Tony got the answer wrong, then maybe we need to talk about this as an episode. So for those of you that are wondering, the answer is a TV in the bedroom decreases sexual desire by around 50%, five zero. Which I found staggering. It, it's a lot. It is a lot. I mean, 50% um, of a decrease in sexual desire because of a device, a smart device in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that, you know, you're kind of basking in the glow and you're, you know, getting distracted. And there's research that even says that um, screen time for as little as an hour before bedtime is enough to upset your circadian rhythm, delaying sleep, and it may increase the risk of disease. Mm. That's a real thing. Those are real things. And because of that, because Tony got the answer wrong, and I'm not trying to throw Tony under the bus, it was just <laughs> okay. it was just funny. You know, like he's like, Hey, did you read the newsletter this morning? And I said, No, I haven't had a chance to look at it. And so we're sitting there over breakfast and he's reading it to me and and he got there and he's like, I got the answer wrong. And you know, it really started us even just having conversations about our own devices uh-huh. and what that looks like. And full disclosure, we for those of you that don't know, have been married for twenty six years. We have never had a TV in our bedroom. Yeah, never. That was one of the things that for some reason growing up even, I, I never had anything, a, a device. And in, in, granted, I was, I was an 80s child. So we did have like Atari, Commodore 64, so those sort of things that we started playing. Like those were, those were game systems that we had, but I never had them in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And even into college years, like I don't remember having a TV in my college dorm room and, and even into my my rooms that I had as a student. And then obviously when we got married, it was never a thing to have a TV in our, in our bedroom. And so that's a habit that has been formed over many, many years. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, we don't have that TV in our bedroom. Like what was shared here, just the, the hour before bedtime, you know, that screen time, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I are very, we're very conscious of, taking some time right before bed, right? I write, you write, you're journaling. I'm writing my I am statements. You know, we're reading the Bible. Um, we're reading other books. So it's a good anywhere between half an hour and an hour that both of us are just sort of unwinding, winding down before we're falling asleep. However, full disclosure, I do read on an iPad. That Oh, that's right. I, I always forget you I do. do read on an iPad, but I actually have also flipped my... Um, like the black and white. So I actually have a black screen with white letters, uh-huh. just even reducing that light. But I, I do read it on an iPad and partly because I read lots of different books and no excuse. I just, I have an iPad by the way. Um, the, now, the other aspect, oh, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say now over the years, there are some devices, phones that have begun to enter our room as our children have aged. Yes. And that has caused some frustration on my part at times especially when we're wanting to be sexually intimate and we're both naked in bed. And then all of a sudden, Lisa hears it vibrate or something and it's a jump out of the bed in those moments. So do these smart devices destroy intimate moments? Yes. hundred percent. I can, I can attest to that. And we are, we are dealing with that in our own lives and in our own marriage. And how does that impact us? Because I will tell you, there's nothing more frustrating from my perspective then being in bed, ready to go in all aspects, and then the phone vibrates. And I know why you're jumping, because you want to see if the younger one is headed home or something of that nature. I, I totally get it. 
and yet at the same time, most of the majority of the time, it's not her. It's it's just and it, it breaks that breaks the concentration. Absolutely. Totally. And I'm not going to deny it. I also, you know, it is this tension between wife and mother mm-hmm. and also not wanting anybody to walk in on us, which is also a very real thing. So well, I, that's why we have a lock on the door. Okay. Total sidebar here. There are lots of times when our kids are not in the house. You're like, you don't have to lock the door. So, so which is it? Do I not lock the door and jump up out of bed or do I lock the door and this is an interesting, because you know, we haven't actually had this conversation. You guys are hearing it live first. Or do I lock the door and then I'm good with you? Like you have to decide. Because oftentimes you're like, babe, leave the door open. Nobody's home. Who's going to care? But we can't leave the door. It doesn't matter. The door will never But the door open. never gets locked if the kids aren't here. Like I don't lock the door if the kids well, aren't here. Well, then just lock the door then. Okay, we'll see. I, I didn't know that see, was. See, this is how you solve problems I didn't in know real that time. was the issue. But coming back to the episode, <laughs> smart devices destroying your intimate moments. Th- this is something that we we still deal with. And it's not just in that place as well. Mm-hmm. It could be in those moments when one of us is initiating and our eyes are diverted to the phone, to the TV, to something else that your, your watch or your Apple watch, whatever it may be, your tablet, whatever it may be that is causing the distraction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's creating cracks in our pillars of intimacy emotionally, spiritually, sexually. And so what we hope to share today are just where we're at, what we're doing, and hopefully, you know, for for one couple out there to go, you know what? It's time to get rid of the TV out of the bedroom. I think that's the biggest one. It's actually not. It's not. Oh, well, let's go. <laughs> I'm like before actually there's okay, the combination is the biggest. The com- what do you mean? Like com- multiple devices sure. was the highest response. Okay, yeah, absolutely. But there's only a difference of like two percent between TV and um, getting into getting into the phones because okay. you know, you get into this. Yeah, fifty six percent was the phone. Let okay, me, let me just read these numbers down. So ninety percent of you say you have devices in your bedroom. Okay, of some sort could be any type of electronic devices. We're in that. Right. 56% of you said that you have at least one phone. Phone was the number one response. I feel like I'm on like family feud. Yes, right? that's, that's so, us. So phone okay. followed almost in half. 27% of you said there's a TV in your room. So the phones, the phones are wow. the problem. Okay. T- Tony feels corrected. Again. No, I'm correct. <laughs> He's just like, it's okay. oh. And then 25% of you said that there was a tablet or iPad, and then there were honorable mentions, meaning a couple, just a couple of responses going to gaming systems, computers, and even Alexa. Okay. Yeah. There, there was only one response in all the responses we got that said none. Wow. I was shocked. Good for you. I was shocked. And, and, Lot, so many of the responses were, oh, yeah, we've got, you know, phone and TV and iPad, like lots of multiple combinations. And then we asked the follow up question, well, which of the six pillars is being impacted? And literally every single one of them got mentioned mm-hmm. um, with emotional, physical and sexual being the top ones, which is no surprise. If you've got devices in your room, it's going to impact how the two of you communicate with one another. If you are rolled to opposite sides of the bed on your own devices, you're probably not touching each other. And if you're not communicating and not touching each other, you're probably not having sex. Mm-hmm. Just going to put like a nice little bow on it. Yeah. There have been a number of studies about the phones for sure in the bed and the impact it has and and 
I don't have them right in front of me, but I know just from times past, just reading and, and looking at it, just the amount of distraction that's causing for us to be close, even emotionally. Mm -hmm. Because I find like for you and I, there's a lot going on throughout the day. And for us to just be in bed at the end of the day, sometimes there's just some good conversation that just comes out of that. And and for us, it is more of a wind down period. So it's not like we're getting, we're getting into some heated discussion, but there is, there is just a nice like flow in, in, I, and I do attribute that too. We don't have the phones rate. You don't have your phone rate on your nightstand. Elisa does have her phone. If, if the younger one is out and even when the oldest is home, it, it's in the bathroom area. So it's not right on her nightstand. Yeah. And literally I only use the phone for checking kids location or responding to text. Mm. It's not, it's not my scroll device at the end of the day. Um, I, I don't scroll at the end of the day. It's really, it's about reading for me. And that was, that's been a choice. And, you know, it's really so key that the two of you talk about how your intimacies are being impacted because some of the the responses that we got is that, you know, these devices are a distraction and keep my spouse from getting in the mood. Mm -hmm. Um, Reading, so on the devices, iPads, Kindles, that type of thing, keeps us from talking or expressing physical affection. Yeah, I could, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, that happens, you know, we play footsie while we're both reading. Another one, and this is, I think, the quintessential picture of a couple in bed, and it said, we face opposite directions on our devices. And Mm -hmm. I feel like anytime you've got just some kind of image about couples in bed and devices, they are. Everybody's looking at their own screens, but they're rolled away from each other. Mm -hmm. The phone becomes a barrier to late night talks. Too much time on Instagram and not enough time with each other. Mm -hmm. It isolates us from each other. And, you know, a few of you did say, just to, you know, because we like to present both sides that you will use your, um, your devices as like background sounds. So like music, Mm -hmm. which if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that music distracts me when we're trying to have sex. So I think that's amazing that you can, it wouldn't be in our house. Um, you also mentioned that because of your professions, you have to have your phones in the room because Mm -hmm. of you're on call, that type of thing. Um, a few of you did mention quite a few that your phone is your alarm clock. And I will tell you the same standard response. I give all of my coaching clients when it comes to telling me that they use their phone as an alarm clock, get one on Amazon for 10 bucks and you don't have to have your phone right by your bed. Yeah. Cause then it, then it's, you're not reaching for your phone and getting caught up in scrolling and looking at all of that kind of stuff. You're just either turning on your alarm clock or turning off your alarm clock. But I, I still want to say though, I feel like TV being on even even like gaming devices and those sort of things within the bedroom begins to like, it's not just the phone though. It is babe. You want to call it the TV, but statistically it's not just the TV because people are watching TV on their phone. Then they are. Okay. They're watching movies. They're doing all the kind of stuff. They're scrolling. Mm -hmm. Well, scrolling is different than watching. In my opinion, when I hear scrolling, I hear, I hear more social media. When I hear, when I hear watching, I'm thinking more like, Netflix uh, okay, but what, or... what's the rabbit hole of time that happens when somebody, you can lose hours scrolling, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get it. We, we you don't even have to have a TV. At times where we, we, it's not hours at a time, but I know when, when there are a lot of things that are hitting us and we need to like, just take a chill mm-hmm. where in the past you would, we would have just sat back. We would have just relaxed. Now it's, 
it's pull out the device and and do that. So and, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna put a caveat here, and I didn't research this, but I started thinking as you're saying this, I actually think it's generational. I think there's a generation that turns more towards TV, like older okay. than phones. And, and it, this is this is a little bit um, anecdotal at this point in time because I haven't done any research on it, but I could see because like my mom, TV in her bedroom is a thing. It's been a thing for as long as I can remember. My grandmother had a TV in her bedroom, like TVs were the thing. And I do think as we're seeing a shift to more people having their devices accessible, that it becomes the device and not necessarily like, that's not to say you don't have still have TVs in your room, but I don't think the TV is being used as much mm. as the phone. Okay. Not proven, but I, I know you are like TV, <laughs> like stats don't prove that it's TV, but it's all good. Anyway. Let's talk about what this looks like in your marriage and what the two of you can do about this dynamic after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and we're talking about what to do when the devices are stealing intimacy in the bedroom. And, you know, it's funny that Tony and I just had that little back and forth on the phone and the TV um, because you got to take stock. Like what is plugged in in your bedroom? What's in there? What do you plug in? You know, is it the phone? Is it the TV? You know, Tony wants me to put TV first. It's a thing. Is it their tablet, iPad, Kindle, gaming system, computer, Alexa? Like walk into your bedroom and go, what do we plug in or have plugged in in this room? Yeah. You, you might be surprised. It's interesting. You brought that up. And the first thing I thought of, um, we we did a an episode on... Make your bedroom a sanctuary. Mm. And I'll put a link to it. It's episode 576. But for some reason, as soon as you said that, take stock of what is plugged in. It just brought me to that place of going, okay, wait a minute. What is stealing? What is destroying those intimate moments and making this bedroom a sanctuary for us? A place of reprieve, a place where we can come together, talk, be physically non-sexual, intimate where is it where we can be sexually intimate spiritually intimate and 
what does that look like? And I know you and I have done this well over the years. That 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 phone has crept in as the kids have gone older. But I, I thought about this episode, so I'm going to put a link to it here for you guys to just listen to because I think it, it's a, a really good compliment to thinking, okay, these devices, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And then how are we going to create the sanctuary we want? Absolutely, because you have to look around your room. And look in all the nooks and crannies, you know, even if you got like we do, we have a, my charger sits in the bedroom or in the bathroom, which is right off the master. And so, you know, looking at that um, and I know Tony keeps saying this and it is true. I do have the phone, especially when the daughter is out at night because she's the one that lives with us. And so if she's out, like I need to know if something were to happen to her, like I I can't be jumping out of bed and trying to figure out where my phone is. And Mm -hmm. so that is, that's a conversation that we've had on the nights that she is home early in bed the phone is not by me um those of you that have teenage kids or will have teenage kids you totally understand where i'm coming from here Um, but you need to look at those devices and ask the question you know what purpose does this device serve and is it necessary to serve that purpose in our bedroom right you know you can put your charger somewhere else and charge your phone outside your bedroom you can watch tv in other rooms of your house that might actually have the two of you sitting next to each other on the couch or having to have a conversation and compromise, you know, a little emotional intimacy on what you're going to watch and, and have that physical and emotional connection. You, you can, you know, if it's something that you to engage in for the purpose of entertainment, like how do you do that together? Because a lot of times what happens with these devices, the smart devices are stealing intimacy because they're stealing very much like that, the quote that I opened up the episode with from Warren Buffett, they're stealing your attention. They are a distraction that doesn't love you back. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not careful as couples, if we're so focused on the devices that we aren't focused on our spouse, there will be a division. There will be a chasm. There will be a place where you're just like, well, my spouse isn't interested in me. They'd rather watch TV in the bedroom by themselves. They'd rather be on their phone rolled away from me. They'd rather just scroll and do other things without me. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Why am I here? Yeah. And one of the things... I want to bring up because I think we have to discuss this. It's a habit. It's become a habit. It's it's something that we can break and we can change. We it, it, we have to put things in place. We've all had bad habits mm-hmm. that have have taken us away from our our purpose or what we we want for ourselves or our marriage, and we need to break those habits. And it's little steps at a time. I'm going to mention a book here. It's called Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Mm. If that's you, if you feel like, hey, like, wow, this has just become a habit. It's just, I, I, I this is the routine. How do I break that? How do I change that? I'd suggest and, and highly suggest that you pick up this book. I'll put a link here in the episode notes for you. But I do know, even for myself, starting this year, I began to change some of my habits at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Like getting off that phone, like getting off the TV sooner and going to bed and writing my I am statements. Mm -hmm. And I do this every night. I have 16 of them. I write them down every night. I put, and then at the bottom of it, I put my, my, I call it my best things. And it's for my personal and my business life. But that takes time. That takes me out of the, the scroll mode, the watch mode in front of the screen mode. But I've had to do it in, it, it takes some time, but what's what can you replace mm. the scrolling from? What can you replace 
the, the TV time before you go to bed. And I want to encourage you, you know, this episode is first airing at the end of a month, mm-hmm. which means there's a new month coming up right around the corner. And, and as you, you know, hear Tony talk about, you know, that book Atomic Habits, as you think about, you know, what does it look like for us to be intentional about our moments of intimacy? I, I want to encourage you, try something for 30 days. Mm. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking you to say, you know what, you've got to completely like, like take the TV out and throw it out and you've got to remove like the TV. Pick, it's not the TV you keep saying it's the phone. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I totally know. it's not. But the TV is big. It is. And big. so when you move a TV out, it's a noticeable difference. That and, is true. And so for a lot of you, it will be the visual of saying we're choosing something different for 30 days. You know, put your chargers in another room. So your phone has to be in another room. Like what can you commit to for 30 days? Go ahead. No, no. And I was just going to say having those conversations too, like we get it. We understand with our children and things of that nature. And in, in the conversation, even today between Elisa and I, where the distraction is where it's where it's destroying our intimate moments it may be as simple as having that conversation so the two of you understand like and 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 we're talking a lot about the at night in the bedroom we're we're talking a lot there right now because of what the question was Mm -hmm. you know in the newsletter and yet this also happens throughout our day Mm-hmm. you know, throughout our week and our month and how are we engaging one another when we get in a car? I think this is a prime example anymore. Like one of you gets in the car, maybe you guys are going someplace together. One of you gets in the car is driving and the one in the passenger seat automatically is just jumping on the phone. That's and, me. And just like looking at stuff and just sort of going, this used to be time that we could talk to one another. Mm-hmm that we could engage with one another. And so even though we've talked a lot about the bedroom, think about if it's not the bedroom for you, where is it? Is it when you're jumping in to the car? Is it when you know, you're know you just sitting down for a meal? Is that causing the distraction and destroying that intimate moment? That intimate moment could be your emotional intimacy. This is five minutes, 10 minutes we have with one another. So don't just only look at that bedroom time. Look at other times throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month where you can take back those intimate moments. Mm-hmm. Strengthen your pillars of intimacy by putting down a phone or a tablet or turning off the TV. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's it's where will you be intentional this next month? Mm-hmm. That's great. Right. Yeah. What What is one thing that you can do? And, and this is why I'm saying, you know, maybe it's a TV, maybe it's the phone, maybe it's the game, like whatever it is for the two of you, pick one thing. Don't try and do it all in the same month because going cold, tur- some of you can totally go cold turkey and just remove it all and just be like, I'm so disciplined. This is going to be fine. That's the guy I'm married to. He's just like done. Um, did it with coffee. He's done it with a lot of things in life. I, on the other hand, I'm a little more gradual. So figure out what works for the two of you. Mm-hmm. But commit to something for 30 days. Look for opportunities. If you are removing your phones or your TV or computer, whatever it is, look for opportunities in when you get that itch to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I just want to, like, I want to get on my phone or I want to watch TV. Use that as a prompt to say, hey, how can we connect right now? This what's, is- what's yours going to be for the next 30 days? I know I just put you on the spot. You totally just put me on. I like I was like trying to finish the sentence and then you totally like 
left turn. <laughs> um, if we can lock the, like if you're not going to give me a hard time about locking the door, I'll lock the door and we'll move my phone when we're ha- trying to have sex. I don't think I've ever given you a hard time for you locking do. the door. You do. What's that? But you make me feel bad that I want the door shut when the kids are not home and we're going to have sex because oh. we have teenagers who can drive. Well, Alex is 20 now. And so like the idea that somebody could walk in. I didn't know this was so distracting for you. Like I. Really. I, I, I honestly did. Like in my mind, it, it doesn't even equate. So knowing that helps me to understand why the phone becomes such a like flashpoint when things are going on. So if it's just locking the door, even though nobody's going to come home, then that's fine with me. But we don't know that nobody's going to come home. They could. And we're getting ready to head into spring break and summer when they will both be living in our house and in and out all the time. Yes. Tracking them is a huge part of my like strengthening our sexual intimacy because I need to know where they are and how close they are to coming home. This is for a whole nother episode. But as our children have gone older, it's become less and less having sex while they're home because Elisa is trying to figure out when they're not here. I enjoy having sex when my children are not home. This is completely as... I know. I'm just saying that's that's for another episode. So no, I, I love what you said for the next 30 days. What we'll do is we'll we'll make it a point though when we are having sex that we lock the door and we put the phone on like airplane mode then. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. All right. What are you doing? Can't just be about me. No, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's put on the spot. No, no. All this real time action. No, I I think for myself where, where I lose those intimate moments with you is when we do go out for dinner or something. And typically, you know, if we're just going out, even for lunch, we'll, we'll, we'll go out. Like we, we spend all morning, we're doing our stuff and then we'll just, you know, once a week or twice a week, we'll just go grab lunch. Right. Um, I think just putting it down then Mm. and just, Hey, we're just having a meal. Mm -hmm. Don't need to look, you know, in that half an hour time that we're just sitting down having a meal. Um, I know a lot of times what ends up happening is you and I start talking and it's like, oh, well, what about this? Oh, what about that? And then it's right into the phone, which then leads into a text message to somebody who then texts back. And and now what could have been a really cool 20, 30 minutes of just us time turns into like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's in the next month for me, 30 days would be to put down the phone okay. in that time frame. And, and it's something that I said to you, but I it really sort of reverberated with me to do that is in that time, just put it on airplane mode. You, you know what I mean? It, it It's really, it's 30 minutes. Like put it in airplane mode. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know what I mean? In my lifetime thinking with phones and everything, a 30 minute p- period, nothing has ever just blown up and gone completely awry, you know? So that's what I would say for myself. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I don't know. I was making sure it was good. I'm just saying that's what that's yeah. what, what I'm seeing. So well, and and that's where it starts, guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you look at what it, what does this dynamic look like in your marriage? Mm-hmm. You know, we have between Tony and I. You've got one example of it being in the bedroom. You've got one example of it being out where other intimate moments can be stolen. And I want to encourage you: think about what that looks like for the two of you. But more importantly, don't just think about it. Take action on it and do something different this next month. Yeah. I hope what we um, shared with you all today will bring you some clarity and more than just clarity, some way to be intentional, take action 
So that way you can gain back those intimate moments. You can strengthen your pillars of intimacy so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. So go out there this week, have the conversations about your smart devices and determine what you're going to do over the next 30 days to put them aside for those moments in time. So that way the two of you connect in what many of you said in your emotional intimacy, your physical intimacy, your sexual intimacy, go do that. We want to hear from you guys. So don't forget, you can send us a hug at hugs at one extraordinary marriage.com. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.